It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to the MLB Extras Detroit Tigers podcast. I'm Anthony Kashervitz, joined by Tigers beat reporter Jason Beck. And Beck, uh, we know the Tigers are in the market for a shortstop this winter, and they re-signed Pete Cosma uh, since we last spoke. So is that it? Are we all set at short? Where are we going? <laughs> oh, yeah, we're good. You know, it's... Uh... Yeah, it's uh, you know it's a slow off season when we're leading the podcast with this, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, it it was funny looking up the n- the numbers last week because you know I I knew that the Tigers had interest in bringing him back on a minor league deal. You know, at, at at least to have some insurance in case of injuries or in case whoever they do end up signing to be their regular shortstop doesn't work out or or whatever, or, you know, just have some veteran experience back there. But then you look at the metrics. Yeah, Pete Cosme actually posted like four defensive runs saved in 105 innings at shortstop with the Tigers this this past season. And then, which, you know, it's hard to put a frame of reference on it until then you look at Jose Iglesias, who had one defensive run saved in about 10 times as many innings. Now, granted, yeah, I, I know people will debate, the defensive run saves as a metric. And yeah, it's kind of a small sample size, but I think it says a lot about, I mean, this is basically P. Cosma's game is you put him in there. He's not going to do much with the bat, although he did have a home run his first plate appearance as a tiger in Texas back in May, but you get him because you know, he's going to make the plays in short. And that when you listen to what Al Avila has been talking about all off season, as far as what they want in the veteran shortstop, that's that's the the priority. They want defense. And so, you know, this isn't, you know, they want a little bit more offense than what Pete Cosma can bring. But at the very least, you bring in a guy who, as an insurance policy, can make the plays for you and can stabilize what is most likely going to be, you know, a pretty young infield around him, aside from Miguel Cabrera at first base most days. And I would just like to add, selfishly, uh, Beck, that among the other uh, minor league contracts announced by the Tigers uh, the other day, Anthony Castro, right-handed pitcher in their organization, who is my favorite minor leaguer in baseball because of the name. And if you Google uh, Anthony Castro, like sometimes you might even get my name uh, as the auto fill-in. So that's a big thrill for me until he becomes a, a big deal in the big leagues and and cancels that out. So good luck to Anthony Castro and to Pete Cosma, for that matter. But, uh, Beck, uh, as far as other Tigers topics are concerned – we're all wondering, what are we going to see from Miguel Cabrera in the year 2019? Um, he was in the midst of a, a decent resurgent uh, campaign in 2018 before injuries set in. What are your expectations for Miggy next year? Yeah, I wrote about this on Monday. It's I've always been in the camp that Cabrera's bat, in terms of batting average, is going to age better than his bat is going to do in, in terms of power. I, you know, I just... Is just the, the way he's able to go the opposite field, I think that's going to earn him a lot more hits as far as singles and doubles go than as far as the opposite field home run power. So, you know, I'm, 
I mean, it's hard to tell because, you know, because of the ruptured biceps at the end of the season, it's a relatively rare injury among baseball players. Um, it, we're not really sure how his swing is going to look and how, really how his arm is going to react coming back until we see him in spring training. But, you know, assuming he's 100% healthy, I would anticipate – I think he's got a better chance to be a 300 hitter than he does of being a 30 home run hitter. Um, you know, he he was off to a very good bounce back campaign before the injury. You know, he was hitting, I think, about 298, 299. Didn't have a whole lot of power going there. Now, granted, he might have been getting his legs back under him after the uh, after the uh, groin and ankle problems that hampered him in uh, 2017. But you know, that's another plus. You know, if there is a plus out of missing more than half the season with an injury is that he's had the chance to heal up his lower body as well. And so I think he's got a decent chance at a bounce-back campaign. I think the days of, like, Miguel Cabrera leading the league or even challenging for the league league in home runs might be past us. But I think there's still a very solid 300 hitter, if not better, in there. And that's based off of just the opposite field swing and what a similar type hitter, Maglio Ordonez, was able to do with that opposite field swing as he aged, um, if you look at Maglio Ordonez in, in his, I think his age 36 season, he was still a 300 hitter, which is saying a lot considering how much his power deserted him as he aged into his mid 30s. So I think Miguel Cabrera can do at least that much, uh, probably more. Yeah, that was the thought when they uh, signed him to that mega extension was even if the power depreciates, the hit tool will age well. You know, the ability to go other way, all those things will uh, will guide him in, in the later years of his career. So hopefully we get to see that. Hopefully we can see him on the field enough to show that uh, in, in 2019. Obviously, that could be a struggle some years. But Fangraphs, uh, you know, can project, uh, it gives you projections for what to expect from players like Cabrera and others in 2019. It also ranks the farm systems. And Fangraphs has the Tigers at number eight in all of MLB. What do you think of that ranking, Beck? I was surprised. Uh, if you delve into the numbers, it kind of gives a little bit of explanation. You know, they don't give the Tigers a ton of top prospect types, like uh, grade 70, grade 60 on the 2080 uh, scouting grade. But where the Tigers excel is in that 50, 45, 40, maybe even 55 type, uh, you know, type prospects. They have a slew of those guys judging by uh, Fangraph's rankings. Now, I, I think. You know, some of the, a couple of these top pitchers that uh, clutter the top of the MLB pipeline, Tigers prospect rankings, have a chance to be a little bit better in that. You know, I, I think we still don't really know enough about Casey Mize and how he's going to fare as a pro to really put a good label on him. And I, I, I still think Bo Burrows, given the stuff, has a chance to be a better prospect than what he's been labeled as. He's going to have to go through some growth spurts. But when you consider that he's a 21, 22-year-old who's been at uh, you know, double A for the last year and a half, I think he's got a, he's, he stole some upside there once he figures out how to approach more veteran hitters at triple A and then on to the big leagues. Back since we last spoke, uh, Joe Maurer officially announced his retirement from the Twins. You saw an awful lot of Joe Maurer's career as a function of uh, all those intra-division games. What are your reflections on Maurer's career? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I think 
in terms of year in year out consistency, maybe not in terms of power, but in terms of the batting average and being able to to produce big hits, you know, I, I think he went underappreciated. What he did, uh, you know, especially for a, a catcher for for most of his career, really is amazing. Um, you know, the, the batting titles, the uh, the productivity in the Metrodome, um, you know, the ability to kind of lift that offense, uh, you know, especially after they lost Torrey Hunter. I, I think, uh, I don't know if he really got enough credit for what he did, you know, especially in the later years as he became a first baseman and, you know, kind of the drop-off in power stood out and people focused a little bit, you know, maybe a little bit too much on the contract. You know, I, I think, in ter- you know, in terms of the whole package, the ability to hit, the ability to play his respective positions well, and the professionalism on and off the field, you know, I think Joe Maurer w- was really one of the more underrated guys in our game. And uh, I know he had a lot of respect for, from the Tigers players, you know, even well before Ron Gardenhire got here. I know Jim Leland thought a lot of him. So it's, uh, you know, it, you wish you could play a, a few more years, but you totally understand why, given the uh, concussion issues, he's stepping away now. He doesn't really have anything more to prove. So, yeah, for somebody like that to post the numbers he did and do it all with his hometown team, you know, not not just spending his whole career with one team, which is rare enough, but to do it with his hometown team, yeah, it's it's really a storybook career. Absolutely, yeah, great career, potentially Hall of Fame career, and I'm sure for Gardy and and all those guys uh, who who uh, watch Joe Maurer mature into the great player he became. Uh, emotional day the other day when he was announcing his retirement. Um, but back, let's close this out by talking about the Tigers' closing situation. Are we, do we think there might be a change there? Because obviously Joe Jimenez was one of the great stories for the Tigers in, in the year 2018. Does he take over the closer role in 2019? What are your expectations? Well, I think part of it depends on whether Shane Green gets moved in the off season. I think if there's, you know, if there was a serious offer for him that the Tigers seriously considered, I, I think they would move him. Um, you know, because I, I do think they believe Joe Jimenez is ready. But short of that, I, I think they would, uh, you know, they'd probably give him a little bit more seasoning there and uh, let Shane Green kind of, uh, you know, continue to build potential trade value in the. Uh, you know, in that closer's role, maybe see if he gets a bounce back uh, early on in the season from you know what was, was kind of a pretty big struggle there in 2018, especially with the long ball. So I, I think the Tigers would like to give him a chance to redeem himself and then see what the trade interest would be like for him um, as we get in the summer and, and maybe closer to that trade deadline. But, you know, make no mistake, Joe Jimenez is the Tigers closer to the future. It's just whether that future is near or a little bit further down the road. All right. Good stuff as always from our friend Jason Beck. Beck, thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Talk to you next week.